Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. recording this on video so i could in theory oh. post your little dance that we do what dance the little dance that we do while the intro's <laughs> no, playing oh no there's no dance we're, <laughs> we're very serious people we sit in silence we stare straight ahead while the video is playing yes that's how i do that's it that's what we do here yeah well hello aki well hello stevie how are you doing i'm well thank you i'm well i'm just so excited with all of this this trek and these these Trek related announcements, Mr. Lavar Burton. What what is Lavar Burton? Oh, oh, that he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, yes. Deputy I mean, host. these are very exciting things. The people willed it, and it happened. The people willed it, and also uh, maybe someone who was not the best candidate was selected. Also and, that. And uh, so it's happening um, the proper way now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I was just telling Aki that if you're trying to do a sort of received pronunciation British accent like the Queen, if you say ears, ears, as in the things that you listen to music with, uh, it sounds like yes, but posh. So ears, ears, yes, indeed. Ears, ears. Ears. Also, if you say it with an American accent, it just sounds like ears. <laughs> <laughs> ears. That sounds lovely. Um, ears. <laughs> Okay, welcome to Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. That was our cold open. Today's yeah. star date is uh, 32282.3.8. And we're discussing Lower Decks Season 2, Episode 2. Keishan, his eyes open, which mm -hmm. is like a dead giveaway right in the title. Yeah. We're going to have some fun with Tamarians. Uh, shall we run it down? Let's run it down. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? I'd only be happy to. Uh, okay, so we begin, you know, things are as they are. Boimler's still not on the ship. So the crew, the gang that hangs, the Lower Decks gang, uh, I think, I forget which shift they were. They're like beta shift. Beta. Because there was a time they, had, they were fighting they Delta They were like Delta, yeah. Yeah, so they're beta shift gang is mariner rutherford and tendy and then jet shows up jet who was like the cool dude who was like the ex-boyfriend of boimler's girlfriend season one right or something like that yeah on the hot one who then yeah figured out he had an alien in him that one yeah yeah, yeah. so yes. he's been transferred to the cerritos and he introduced himself to Mariner. Mariner's like, great, join in. I'm sort of the leader on here. And he's like, oh, really? Because he sort of is a leadery type. And uh, they go into the uh, communal sonic showers, which is hilarious. And they start wanting up each other. And they they basically drive everyone out of the showers as they send these sonic waves. Super hot, I guess. Hot, mm -hmm. hot waves. I was really wondering about what that sensation would be like. Hot, just hot, hot music. It's like techno. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> it's like a lot of bass drops. Anyway, so we get into the real meat of the story. It's Captain Freeman has they're doing a log date. It's five eight zero zero one point two. Uh, talking about, you know, people in the Star Trek world who are like wealthy, adventuring people who like to gather fancy artifacts and hold on to them and how they're called collectors. And a prominent collector by the name of Kerner Howes has died. And the Collector's Guild, a guild, I guess, of these wealthy, well-to-do people, has asked the Federation to help catalog uh, uh, Kerner Howes' sort of like, well, his collection. Uh, so Freeman is talking to Chairman Siggy, who's the chairman of the guild, and uh, he's like, just go in there and check stuff out, but I'm going to be watching too because I don't want you to take anything. I just want to make sure we don't have anything that like will blow me up. Uh, Freeman is kind of like upset and nervous because she's waiting on the results of her command evaluation test. Ooh. And so they throw the task of leading the away team to the new head of security, Lieutenant Kayshawn, a Tamarian. Mm-hmm who immediately shows up and starts speaking in metaphor. Metaphor. Uh, It says he has a little trouble with the Universal Translator and is rusty on his Federation standards. So that brings some some joyful things happen uh, while that's going on. And the gang of Beta Shift are going to be going with Lieutenant Kayshawn to the Collector Ship to catalog all the stuff. And they're like, oh, man, wish Boimler was here. He'd really love this. And they're like, he's probably having a great time. Meanwhile, Boimler's on a on the Titan in a huge firefight with pack leads and Riker tells him uh, to do this particular thing. And they take out the pack lead ship and everyone cheers. And Boyan was like pretty freaked out and destroyed. It seems like he's like pretty uh, enervated, I guess, maybe a little anxious about being on the ship where they're constantly fighting. It seems like they're always flying into things and flying out of things and fighting and shooting. Uh, meanwhile, back on the Cerritos, uh, the group shows up, they meet uh, Lieutenant Kayshawn, uh jet, sucks up a little bit uh, but they go down to the collector ship and Siki basically gives them the whole rundown and they're looking through stuff and there's some weird easter eggs here uh, there's a ton of easter eggs this entire episode there's a is ton a of easter eggs yeah episode of easter eggs which we will get to later on thank you Augie. later on an easter egg segment so I'll just go say there's some stuff that happens Siki's kind of uh, wary of Tendi who's an Orion who are you know pirates so to speak in the trek lore and so she's upset about that and he's keeping an eye on her he's also interested in rutherford as possibly being added to his collection uh and so that's what's happening there meanwhile Riker is having his command staff meeting and they're saying that the packlands are after veruvian ore and there's something weird about their the way they're attacking that maybe there's another player involved and Boyan was having trouble keeping up. He's got like 40 logs in his hand at the table while everyone else has started talking. They're all like really hardened, badass Starfleet people. Uh, one of them has a ridiculous, uh, I was like, is that Jason Statham or someone just doing a Jason Statham type voice? I didn't look into it, but I can, if you like, I didn't either. Uh, there were a lot of voices I did recognize, but that guy was like, this is so weird that they chose this gruff British <laughs> commando voice. Uh, and they think there may be another player involved. So they're going to have the away team, which is basically the command staff, which makes no sense, but whatever. It's cool. Im- well, that's Star Trek. Embed themselves in a Veruvian mining colony colony on Carzel 4. And the hope is that the Packlos will show up there. They'll they'll put a, like a locator on the ship, uh, and then they'll be able to follow the Packlos back to their their Veruvian thing and figure out what's going on there. 
Meanwhile, on the collector ship, something happens. Someone must have moved something or touched something or stole something that they shouldn't have. Dun, dun, dun. And automated defenses are set into play. And uh, like a hologram of the collector shows up and he's like, because you tried to steal from my collection, I will make you part of the collection. And Lieutenant Kayshawn gets blasted with an energy weapon and he's turned into a puppet. Uh, then a flying orb comes out and it starts shooting at them. I wrote down what happens. Snakes are released from one thing that start jumping at them. Swords are thrown out of a thing. The comms are blocked, so they're unable to contact the ship. And Jet and Mariner are fighting over who's in charge and who should save the Kayshawn doll and how to get out of there. They do manage to get out of this one gallery into a hallway. And they're looking at the plans of the ship. And Mariner has this plan. That's like, we got to fight our way to the engineering and turn off the thing. And Jet cuts her off and says, no, let's do this much safer plan to go this way. And Mariner's like, no, we're going to do my cool thing. And everyone's like, actually, I think we'll go with Jet's plan. Seems less risky. Meanwhile, the undercover op that the Titan crew is headed to is underway. They're on a ship headed toward uh, Carzil. Oh, no. Oh, Carzil 4. <laughs> I said it right. I didn't have to look up. And uh, But it's interesting, the... You know, Boimler obviously loves Enterprise D. They're sort of making fun of the Enterprise. They're talking about how their captain, they're like, can't believe Riker hung out on the Enterprise D and like listened to string quartets and got dressed in period costume and did plays and stuff. They're like, sucks. We're so cool. We like beating up the bad guys. And Ransom, uh, Boimler's kind of like, oh, that sucks. Uh, on the Cerritos, uh, Freeman is super distracted and Ransom starts to wonder what it is. And it's because Freeman has been reading her command uh, evaluation and has been told that she micromanages and uh, she's very upset about this. So she says she's not going to check in on Lieutenant uh, Kayshawn. She's just going to let him do what he's doing because she trusts him. Meanwhile, the away team is down there and fighting off all sorts of things. They almost get sucked into an organic matter compactor, uh, inorganic matter into an inorganic matter compactor. Oh, the tongue twisters are back. What? 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 into an inorganic matter compactor into an inorganic matter compactor okay uh killer romulan warrior nuts and they that'll never leave my brain and and (laughs) the siggy basically runs away because he's got nothing uh inorganic on him uh we assume but they're sucking at rutherford's implants everyone's trying to you know, pull Rutherford out and he's getting his implants, getting almost sucked out of his head. But then the giant machine that was attacking them at the beginning of that scene gets sucked into the inorganic matter compactor and it shuts it down. They save uh, Rutherford and then they discover Siggy in the next room, which is full of like weird bones and skeletons. One huge one on the ceiling with a Starfleet uniform on it. And uh, they discover that Siggy is the one who stole something from the collection. What he stole? God. They call it a sex helmet, but earlier on it was referred to as Kalesh's um, fornication <laughs> helmet. <laughs> Kalesh, uh, form- right, Kalesh's yeah. fornication helmet. And that's why there was an alert, and that's why the alarms got all tripped up, and that's why they're fighting for their lives. Meanwhile, he tries to back away. He trips yet another alarm and is crushed by the giant skeleton and then further crushed by the skull of the giant skeleton. Mariner and Jet start fighting about who was wrong and who was right and where they should have gone this way. There's a bunch of flying Roombas flying around, basically little vacuums. Mariner gets upset and hits one. And then they all uh, turn red and decide to start attacking the crew by slowly sucking them to death. And so Jet and Mariner now are fighting over how to deal with that. Meanwhile, the Titan team gets down to the planet. 
The base has already been taken over by the Packlids. The team was given orders to avoid the Packlids, but they see a one Packlid in the corner and they decide to stun it so it doesn't send up an alarm before they're able to put the tracker on the thing. Turns out to be a pile of snacks. Their cover is blown and they're being chased by Packlids through the mining facility. Back on the collector ship, Jet has used the giant bones and everything to create a barrier and he and Mariner are still arguing about who does what best. Mariner thinks Jet wants to be a mama commander. Jet thinks Mariner wants to be a renegade hero. They're upset about their different approaches, but then they bond over making fun of their superior officers and how they just want to do what's right and maybe they have different approaches and they both apologize and take fault for what's happened and they decide maybe neither of them should be in charge. And so they, they say, hey, Rutherford, Tendy, what should we do? Rutherford and Tendy go, oh, well, we're not in charge. But then they come up with a sweet plan to use the bones to make an acid compound that will allow them to cut through the panels of the ship to get to, like, the Jeffrey's tubes to get out. I feel like that whole sort of sequence could have been used for some sort of, like, internal team management examples of what not to do and how to resolve conflict. That's how I would use it, yeah. I'd be like, okay, let's watch this five-minute clip from Lower Decks and discuss how management is like this and not like this. <laughs> Who's the tendy on your team? Okay, so, yeah, I've done events like that. <laughs> Have you? Meanwhile, on the mining colony, uh, they're still running from the packlets. They managed to get behind some, like, blast doors and at the center of the mining thing where the, the drill is. And But there's a distortion field because of the... Veruvian. Veruvian. Stuff. And so they're unable to transport out. And Riker's like, stay there. We're going to try to figure something out. The three other people on the away team prepare. They're like, well, this is how we're going to go out. And they get their phases out. They're like, this is, it's been great. And they're all like giving each other like the last handshake before they make a, you know, an, a futile stand, a, an Alamo. Uh, and then Boyle was like, well, you know what? That's not really why I got into Starfleet. He's like, you know, I got into it because I like diplomacy and sciencey stuff and, and figuring out things. And I love string quartets. And then the rest of the team sort of remembers that they didn't also get, into, they got into Starfleet for weird things. One of them got into to study Moss. And the other one just loves transporter beams. Uh, but Boimler mentions uh, how the Riker, when he was on the Enterprise D, did have an accidental uh, a transporter mishap that led to his transporter clone mm -hmm. twin, Thomas being created and that the the radiation is a lot like the radiation down here and then he's like i have an idea and he runs over to a thing tendy and rutherford's plan works out well on the collector ship uh tendy gets super badass and says stay late stay alert stay alive and they're able to get out into a ship and get out of the thing on the mining colony the packlids get through the door boimler initiates the mining drill reverses the polarity you know the usual star trek fake jargon hmm. The Titan is able to get a signal lock because the reverse polarity disperses the field that wasn't letting them get out. They're able to transport everyone but Boimler. And then the there's a huge explosion and Boimler ends up trapped underneath rubble and he's being attacked by Packleds while he's trapped under the rubble and he's screaming for his life. But they do manage to get him out after the usual, like, it doesn't work. And then Riker says, like, double the frequency or something. And they manage to get Boimler out. And then as they're sort of like celebrating that, there's a Starfleet shuttle coming from the surface. And they're like, how's that possible? And they transport the person on the the shuttle directly from the from the shuttle onto the ship. And it's Boimler's transporter clone because obviously he reversed the polarity. There was an explosion. He now has a transporter clone. So now there are two of them. <laughs> two Boimlers, twice the Boim. And, uh, oh, do we have our Boimler? Oh, that was the one... Thing I did not find today. 
I m- might have it. And Not just super important. I mean, you know, just for me. Momentito. Poimler? That was really worth it, wasn't it? That was worth it. That was worth the wait. <laughs> there it is. Um, okay, so one of them will have to return to the Cerritos as an ensign, and the other one can stay on in command staff. One of the Boimlers tricks the other, I assume it's the new Boimler that tricks the old Boimler, because that's the only thing that makes sense, into saying, I'll go, thinking that the other one will also volunteer, but he doesn't. He's like, I'm going to stay here. And so he gets walked out by Riker, who's sort of like, you know what? You should enjoy being on a ship that isn't always fighting people and gets to do weird sciencey stuff while it lasts. And the other Boimler immediately starts sucking up to Riker. But the Boimler, who is being sent back as an ensign, he gets like, uh, you know, the away team comes and goes, you know, you did great out there, Boimler. And thanks for reminding us what Starfleet's all about. I like how even though these shows are so silly and over the top and ridiculous, they still like the the pathos of Starfleet is still so mm. important. Well, it's, it's Michael like, Mann for you. Even, yeah, even like uh, Mariner and Jet fighting they come they are like so understanding when they come to a realization that they just have a difference of approach mm-hmm. to trying to be a good officer anyway get off my soapbox we cut to the end of things we're in sick bay Kayshawn is there as a puppet uh the doc is like don't worry about it this is not my first person turned into a puppet he'll be fine in an hour jet and the gang go down to the 10 forwards type area they're eating street corn and they're talking about how you know what we're all good this is going to be a good time we're going to be great new friends this is a new group but then mariner sees boimler and immediately pushes jet out of the way and then they give boimler jet's seat and jet's like well you guys probably have to talk but then they completely disregard him altogether uh boimler explains that there was a transporter clone uh mishap and that's why he came back rutherford wins a transporter clone bet with tendy apparently he knew it was going to happen um Jet walks away uh, upset. I don't think that'll be the last. I feel like Jet is going to become sort of a nemesis now of Boimler. Hmm, that would make sense. Don't you think? He feel, felt like they made a big deal out of how he, angry he was when he walked away. He was a bit pissed. Or put out. Put out. He was put, put out. out. Ears. Excuse me. Ears. He was put out. Ears. He was rather put out. He was rather put out. Um sound like such a villain <laughs> uh Kayshawn returns to the mess uh they send Boimler to get shots and they say he's gonna have to get all the shots from now on because he abandoned them and the very last scene is Kayshawn trying to hit on an ensign which is probably going to be my quote of the episode and that is the end of episode two of season two of Star Trek Lower Decks Kayshawn his eyes opened <laughs> a few things of note because I listen to a lot of la comedian uh like improv people podcasts i immediately mm-hmm. noticed a uh paul f Tompkins' character was back briefly mm-hmm. uh the doctor he, he's at the beginning and plays the puppet at the end also uh the voice of uh ray sean is i believe carl tart i haven't looked any of this up he's a he's a uh a comedian and the voice of the this is just a weird thing i believe another guess here the transporter uh like tech who's helping Riker mm-hmm. get I think that was Jess McKenna, another great uh improviser. You are Am I right? Three for three. Yes. Yeah. Actually. And Jess McKenna, in fact, played Ensign Barnes. Yes. She continues to play the Cerritos computer. Oh, I didn't know she was the computer. That's great. Mm-hmm. Jess McKenna's wonderful. 
Jess McKenna and Carl Tarrant are fantastic, so it's just cool that they're on that show because I put them. They're they're very funny people, and they obviously they get it because they did a great job. Uh, anyway, those are nerdy outlier things that I noticed. So it was a great show. Good for you. It was a good one. Shall we? Easter eggs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Zaki Burmese, and you've come uh, to the part of the show where we go to Easter eggs. We're going to go to our friend Stevie Bands on the corner. Stevie, you're on the corner of episode two. What have you got to say? Well, hello there, Aki. As always, it's great to be here. Great to be here on uh, so many Easter eggs forums today. It's great to be here, Ed. Great to be here. <laughs> I don't know why I always do that. Feels like they always do that when they're correspondents. Hey, it's great it. to be here. Yeah. It's great to be here. Um, well, as I say, this was an episode of Easter eggs. It was the Easter egg of Easter eggs of episodes of Easter eggs, mm-hmm. if you will. Yes, the ears. The ears, indeed. Um, so the collector, whose name I have somewhat forgotten, but so when you go into that big collector's room, the guy who's you know has his his painting, whatever. He looks very much like, and is meant to look like, um, the collector from the episode with Data called The Most Toys. Do you remember? It was a yes. really the good actor who was in right. Frasier. I've forgotten his name. Um, um, yes. But he was wearing, weirdly, the same uniform. Not that it was a uniform, because he's a collector. Yeah. I thought yeah, that was a bit weird, like but he had the same. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 his mm-hmm. clothes. And he was clearly the same species as well. So I thought that was like a nice little throwback. So this is clearly what That's we're referencing. Great. If you spot and nothing else. they did mention else, that they they all tried to collect data like collectors mm. always wanted to collect data you know? yeah so mr boimler obviously became the transporter clone which is a nice little throwback mm-hmm. to tng i forget which episode that was so apologies let me look that one up mm. um did you notice the robot killers the ones that were like after the sort of rumbas were sent out they yes. were like the robot killers mm-hmm. now do you remember like in tng season one the arsenal of freedom and there were, it was like when they go down to the planet, God. I think it was Minos, and they had these weird, yes. like, yes, and they, yes. like, zapped and things. Um, that, for me, was like, I'm not sure. It didn't look exactly the same because they had sort of, like, a head and then kind of a body yeah, right, to right, it. Right. But, like, the actual head of it was just sort of this spherical thing with this weird laser laser thingy bulb. Mm-hmm. Um, other things. Yeah, this is, that was a deep one. But, like, I really remember that one, I think, from my childhood. So I was like, oh, that looks familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The fornication helmet of Kalish. There were just lots of these little things, like, spread around in the collector yes. room. And, like, so when you, you know, you could dig into some of the, the forums or whatever. And someone was like, oh, I thought the shark was the Damien Hurst shark. Right. Yeah. I thought it was a bit. Of, that was. A, oh, I don't know about that. I felt that was a bit of a, right. a stretch. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't put it past them to be like, let's just throw every goofy thing into this. In the That's very possible. You know? Did you notice that the thing that was about to fall on Lieutenant Kayshawn, um from the glass case was the necklace of Khan? No, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Awesome. Deep cut. I missed that. Yeah, that's cool. And, oh, the Chateau Picard wine box. Did you mm-hmm. see that? Yes, I saw mm-hmm. that, yes. And then the giant skeleton. So this is, you'll love this, because I think this is another, like, deep track cut. And it was, I it, we I think it was the giant Spock. So with it, there was a an episode in the animated series where um, they cloned a giant Spock. Yes. I was trying, I was, that's totally what it was. Yeah. Wow. Because I was trying to figure out from what TOS episode it was, but it wasn't. It was actually from the animated yes, yeah. series. Oh, man. I was looking at it and I was like, 
that's a reference to something for sure. But I couldn't think of what yeah. who would become a giant. <laughs> it's from a, the yeah, it's from it's weird, the first T A S, as they say, the animated T A S. That's correct. But yeah, that was those were like they, there were so many things in there. I think someone even said that they spotted Marty McFly's <laughs> sneakers, and there were a pair of sneakers. Yeah. I didn't think they looked like Marty I'd McFly's have to go ones. Look at those again. Yeah, there were there was just a lot in there, and it was it was quite fun because I was like pausing and seeing what I could find. But uh, I, I got yeah. on the second watch. That's what I did because and it fits mm, it all yeah. in within about two minutes. There was a trombone. Yes, there was a trombone, mm. and then there is a theory floating that that trombone was from the episode where Riker gets cloned and he gives his trombone to Thomas Riker. Wow. Yeah. To Thomas. It's a, it's yeah, a yeah. shot in the dark, but it's it's possible. And you know how nerdy these, yeah. these writers are, so I thought that that could be it. But did you totally. did you spot any more? No, I mean I I was proud of myself for the Chateau Picard. Yes. <laughs> I knew that if I had I was taking notes on the show. So I knew I knew if I had just paused and screen capped and tried to find things. But I feel like just on like third and fourth watches later down the line, it'll be fun mm. to see stuff that I missed that's in the background there. That with the pod that they were moving towards the end looked like a Genesis pod. I mean, it's all over the place. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right totally. before the, the thing got set off from uh, from Search for Spock, which, of course, makes sense that then they would have the I can't believe I missed the con thing. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's preposterous. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So uh, good to hear from you and good to hear from you. <laughs> Thank you, Rocky. That's uh, back to you in the studio. All right. Thank you very much. And that has been Easter Egg, Easter Egg. Uh, good night and good luck. That's actually a better button on the, <laughs> the end of that segment. <laughs> well, there's the, there's the uh, ending. It's, it's a bit more of a trumpet. If you want to hear that one. I find that a little bit too that much. That feels more like you st- you stuck the landing on something. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, before we get into to next time, I do want to mention two things. Mm-hmm. Because we talked last episode about how maybe there's like a larger overarching plot here. And I think they're trying to set up a few things. Like, first of all, there's some dangling threads. Like, I know Jet, maybe, maybe not, but it seems like he's on the ship for permanence, so he's probably going to have a little beef with Boimler and them. Mm -hmm. And uh, Captain Freeman is, you know, it was mentioned in episode one that maybe she could move up in her her ranking, maybe get a different ship. Mm -hmm. And now she's dealing with this uh, command evaluation thing. Mm -hmm. And then finally, uh, Riker mentions that they think there's another player in the works with the whole Pac-Led thing in the Veruvian ore. But they never get to who that player is because the team botched the mission and they had to leave. But there's mm. there's probably some some something like the chain out there. Do you say that's the part chain? Of, oh, do you still have that? You don't still have that. Sure do. Uh, uh, I think I got pulled up for copyright. Emerald chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in deep trouble. Oh, don't. Uh, it could be anything. It's just a person stepping around and uh, noodling on a guitar. Mm. The Emerald Chain. You'll never break the Emerald Chain. No. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's interesting that there's some. There might be some larger plot points there mm-hmm. coming for the season arc, and uh, I thought that was cool. And maybe we won't see the last of Mister Boimler. That's true. 
And I think that was a nice yeah. a nice point because it was like both and because Boimler genuinely did want to be on both ships and now he kind of gets to. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I did wonder, and I wonder if you had this thought, was uh, with replacing Shax, because yeah. um, Kayshawn came back. So I wondered whether or not we were going to lose Kayshawn and then we were going to sort of have a rotating uh-huh. chief Master of security. Of kind of deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like maybe there, I don't know. So I looked briefly to see if it was someone I knew and they weren't mentioned. The only person they mentioned as like a guest star was was Riker, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense because I guess he would be a guest star. So everyone else would just be an actor. I don't know. I was thinking if it was Carl Tart, he's the kind of person that could stick around and do that part for the season. But maybe we lose the head security officer every season. It's like, a, you know, a throwback to TNG. Cashier. Yeah. Maybe. You just always lose your <laughs> your head security officer in a blaze of glory. In the although hers wasn't a blaze oh, of glory, it was so sad and stupid. Yeah. Anyway, next time. Next time. <laughs> next time on set phasers. And it should be mentioned that she did come back and get to play other characters. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Set Phases. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the program, you can catch a ton of old episodes. We've covered all of uh, see- the first three seasons of Star Trek Discovery, uh, the first season of Star Trek Picard, and the first season of Lower Decks. And we will keep covering mm-hmm. stuff as long as uh, I can get to a microphone wherever I am in the world. And, uh, and yep. Stevie has to do all the rest of the stuff, basically. Uh, and yeah, I get the hard, you, I get the hard it's job. It's and, uh, and then uh, you can catch new episodes every Monday wherever you get your podcast from. So please do that. Yeah, and our little podcast, apparently, Aki, we're actually doing quite well in after shows in Japan. Get out of town. We're, we're big in Japan. <laughs> For realsies. Finally. Yeah, I think we were like top 40 or what? something of after shows. And in, yeah, and in, in Canada, we're certainly top 100. I think we dropped 20 places. Wow. I don't know where this stuff comes well, from. Well, you know, so there are no shows on. We're, we're going to climb back up that ladder. That's Japan true. and Canada, we're taking yeah. it over. All right. Ireland, we did quite well in Ireland. Great. Ireland. These things, right? yeah. R- uh, R- of course, you can follow us. Or Ireland. Ah, we're doing we're doing well in, in the old Irish space. Mister Mister O'Brien. Mister O'Brien. I bet we'll do. I bet we'll do. I'm Irish. Deaf. I can't hear Irish accents. <laughs> And if you want to follow us on uh, all of our socials, we are at Set Phasers and at Set Phasers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Hashtag Meaning Strong. Meaning Game Strong. And if you want to support us on our continuing mission to discover what else Star Trek has in store for us, we'd only be delighted. You can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com slash set phasers and helping us keep the lights on. Mostly just yes. by coffee. And we offer... Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much true. But we offer... We offer uh, what are, we have our Netflix watch That's parties. Right. We have our Ask Us Anythings. We and we have little set phasers, pins, if you want to yeah, pin. Pins, you can even, set you, even set you free with a pin. If you're feeling crazy, you can buy yeah. a mug. No, don't, don't. I, That's I'm not true. saying you got to. I made to. my wife wear my, our you pin. You made your wife wear our pin? Why would you do that? Well, I gave her the pin. And then you're like, where's the pin? I think she felt obligated. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this was like, uh, <laughs> uh, well, it was a gift. Great. <laughs> yes. She took it. She went to a restaurant and she took it off. And I was like, "Where's the pin?" And she was like, "Oh, yeah. I just." She was I like, "I figured we're smart. in public now, so <laughs> I wouldn't have to yeah. work this 
But it'll look cool on whatever you're wearing. There you go. Yeah. If you're a fan of the set right. show. Show your fan dumb. Fan dumb. Show your fan dumb. But yes. Okay. Well, it was, are we done with our, our You do, you do a things? thing and then I do a thing. Yeah. I think it's all of our selling I do a thing. Okay. That's it. Super duper. Well, until next time, I am Stevie Manns. And I am Aki Burmese. And this has been Shaka when the walls fell. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot computer. to do we forgot to do quotable and moments. Program. Oh crap. <laughs> Next time on set Next phasers, time we'll do oh God. quotable moments. Quotable moments. We'll do quotable. Oh, we could do it quickly moments. now. Okay. Quotable thing. moments. What's your quotable moments? What was your quotable moment? It's just gonna be the the pickup line he tried to use at the end. <laughs> Oh, mine was, let's see how this pack let's do with our aft hanging out. Oh, I did write that. That was great. That was was so Riker great. Let's see how these pack let's do with their aft hanging out. I liked, are you tired because you've been Arnock at the race of Natara through my mind all night? I like it. I like it. Yeah, that was good. All right. Should we close it out now? Let's close it out for God's sake. Oh boy. Computer. Close it down. (laughs)